I have this one micro ideology that keeps coming to mind right now during this pandemic. I've talked about it a long time ago. And basically, it involves me just reminding myself that everything works out in the end, even when it doesn't. Getting discomfortable with uncertainty. I had this realization a few years ago that I was walking around with all this anxiety all the time because I felt like things might not work out, things might go horribly wrong. And then I stopped one day and I realized wait, when have things ever not worked out? Here I am, an adult who's alive, who's relatively happy and comfortable. Where did I get this notion that at any time something is going to not work out such that I am going to be in some kind of endless suffering? I, like It's like, wh- what is the outcome that I'm afraid of? It's not like my life has been all perfect and happy. I've definitely experienced some hard times. I've talked about the struggles I had coming to terms with my sexuality and the trauma I experienced around that. I've experienced deaths. I've experienced heartbreak. I mean, I don't need to list them all off. This isn't the oppression Olympics. It's not about how much I have or have not suffered. It's just me looking at my life and saying, of all the bad things that have happened to me, None of them have stuck to me permanently and ruined everything. But yet there's this fear, this anxiety that follows me around, saying I have to be careful all the time, as if something could go so wrong that I may never recover. And of course, that is possible. At any moment, I could step out my front door and get hit by a car and die instantly. Or I could hypothetically get some kind of virus that kills me. That is all possible. But that's okay, too. Nobody promised me that I would live forever. Nobody promised me that I wouldn't die in a freak accident or from a pandemic. That's all baked into what it means to be a human. And all of that is okay. The way I look at it, I was lucky to have been alive at all. And I have this suspicion... (laughs) That no matter what happens to me, when I am dying, my brain is likely to release a whole bunch of happy chemicals that kind of just make everything make sense. It kind of just wraps up the story of my life in a way that feels meaningful. I suspect this is true based on anecdotal evidence of people seeing a white light or having their life flash before their eyes. And it just makes sense when you think about the human brain as this meaning-making machine. We're doing this all the time. We are finding stories, looking for connections, finding meaning, and I just assume that it's very possible. That as we die, as our brain finally realizes that the gig is up, it releases these chemicals so that we can die peacefully and gently. I might be wrong. I don't know. 
But I get some hope from the idea that even if I get hit by a car randomly, my brain will create a nice little story that makes me feel like, yeah, it it all makes sense. Of course, it was worth it. Even if, (laughs) from the outside, it just seems like the most ridiculous and embarrassing death ever. So it all works out in the end, even when it doesn't. And baked right into that micro-ideology is the suggestion that we have no idea how it's going to end. I think where we get into trouble is when we get tied to certain expectations, that there are certain things we have to achieve or experience, basically that there are promises, that there are things that life says we definitely are supposed to get. And if we don't get them, then we're going to be very upset then that is some kind of tragedy. Then it does not work out in the end. So to me, whether something does or doesn't work out in the end is completely subjective. It completely depends on your opinion, on your perspective, on your mindset. If you believe that things work out in the end, they do. Of course, you have to have a very open mind in order to accept anything that comes, including something that would usually be considered tragic or painful or heartbreaking. So this micro-ideology may not be true for you. It completely depends on how you view things. But for me, I see no utility in viewing it any other way. This isn't to say that I don't experience grief and sadness and disappointment. I mean, I'm creating expectations all the time. That's why this is a micro-ideology. It's a phrase that I say to remind myself of an idea, of of a mental model, a way of looking at things that I think can be quite effective for my well-being. And it's rooted in this very real knowledge that looking back on the worst things that happened in my life, they either turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to me, like being gay, or they turned out to be one of the most important teaching moments of my life, something that I learned really profound and really true lessons from, like one of my best friends dying of cancer. That has never become the best thing that ever happened to me. But that is the reality of the world that we live in. People die all the time. I'm going to die. You're going to die. Everyone we know is going to die. So that was an important lesson that I had to learn. I had to learn what it was like to lose someone you love. I had to learn what grief is like. I had to learn how to feel it, how to deal with it. I had so many powerful and challenging lessons from that experience. And while I would love my friend to still be alive, I recognize that I have no control over that. And I have to look at it like that's what happened. That's how it is. There is no other alternate reality that I can tap into where that doesn't happen. So I have to accept it. Did everything work out in the end for my friend who died? I don't know. I can't answer that. I have no way of knowing how he interpreted that situation. Though, knowing him, I wouldn't be surprised if he found some kind of peace. All I can focus on is my task. Did my friend dying destroy my life? 
No, my life continued. I found a way to deal with it. I found a way to learn from it. I found a way to find meaning from it, and I kept going. So even though it was tragic and heartbreaking and awful, everything did work out. Everything is currently working out. It is not even the end yet. I can imagine there's some resistance to what I'm saying. I can completely understand wanting to rage against something, wanting to reject it. The idea of accepting the death of a friend, it seems wrong somehow. Like we're not honoring him if we accept it. We're not holding on to him. We're not fighting for him if we ever, for a second, allow that somehow that happening is okay. I get that. That makes sense. But I don't know if it's very useful. The reason I bring up this ideology, as you can probably imagine, is that we are currently facing a global pandemic, an unprecedented crisis that we've never faced in this era of super interconnectedness and air travel and living in a global village. And we have no idea how it's going to turn out. We have no idea if everything is going to quote-unquote work out in the end. So it completely depends on what working out in the end means to you. For some people, it's going to mean going back to the way things were. For other people, it's going to mean a change in society that makes it quote-unquote better, by their standards at least. And probably for most of us, It's the hope that we and our loved ones actually survive. But when I remind myself that everything works out in the end, even when it doesn't, I recognize that it is beyond my control. Of course, I'm going to still be an active participant in my life and do what I can and try to make things as good as they can possibly be for myself and for other people. But ultimately, whatever happens, happens. And I recognize that no matter what that is, it will be okay. As in, we will carry on. Maybe I won't be among the people who get to carry on. That's okay. Maybe we will carry on in a completely different way, and we have no idea what that's going to be like. That's also okay. Maybe a lot of people are going to suffer, and we're going to try the best we can to help them and to avoid that, but it could happen anyway, and if it does, that is still okay. So I guess it's like, what do I even mean when I say it's okay? If it's okay for many people to suffer, what, what is that even, like, why even say that? I think you can hold these two sort of opposing principles in your mind at once. On the one hand, that you actively do not want people to suffer and that you will try as best you can to stop conscious animals from suffering. But at the same token, there's this acceptance and understanding and recognition and honoring of the fact that you can't control everything and you have no idea what is going to happen. 
Even while trying to do good, while trying to minimize suffering, we might screw it up and make it worse. We just don't know. And when I say that's okay, it's just a kind of acceptance that I wasn't promised anything and that I'm not in a position to dictate how things will or even should be. I'm just a mere human. It's not my place, and I don't have the power to do it. I love that I have the vision and the gumption. I love that all of us humans are always trying to really change things for the better. I love that, and I hope that we don't stop that. But ultimately, it's this recognition that we're not really in control and that we don't really have any, any real authority to say how things are going to be, how things should be, how we expect things to be, because nothing has been promised to us. No one promised us a happy ending. And if you think that someone did, say, there's a God out there who promised you a happy ending, I challenge that. And I would suggest that anyone who is promising you a happy ending is basically saying what I am saying, whether they realize it or not that your happy ending is something you have to give to yourself in the way that you interpret the events that happen beyond your control. You get a happy ending if you can find a happy ending based on whatever the fuck happens. We are a meaning-making machine. So go out there and make some meaning. If you want to make all of this mean something really awful, then it's something really awful. If you want this to mean something full of possibility, then it now is something full of possibility for you. And you can make it mean a little bit of both. You can make things mean, wow, this is really tough and challenging and really awful, but at the same time, full of possibility. It, it can be all those things. You're a meaning-making machine. You can make it mean whatever you want. You might be thinking, but AJ, you're just lying to yourself. And I can completely understand that perspective. You know, we are an animal with fairly predictable responses to certain situations. And a global pandemic is going to very likely create a lot of unpleasant affect, a lot of negative emotions for a lot of people because it's scary. We don't know what's happening. We, we've lost our sense of normal, our sense of routine. And people are dying. People are suffering. People are scared. People are losing their jobs. People are losing their money. There are very real, very concrete things happening that based on pretty much any human are going to stimulate at least some unpleasant emotions. I completely get that and I completely admit that that is true. It's happening to me as I talked about in the last episode. But this meaning-making stuff, this story that we get to tell, this interpretation we get to make of whatever the ending is to us, that transcends those unpleasant emotions. There's a way to frame an unpleasant emotion, to honor it and feel it, as you know I would want you to do, and still say, that's okay. That makes sense. That can happen. That's the world we live in. There's still a way to add on a layer of acceptance or warmth or possibility.
If you think you're not allowed to choose how you feel, well, you're right. <laughs> we feel what we feel. But on that meta level, on that kind of meaning-making level, there is some room I've found to try on different perspectives. And there is a radically different kind of mood created, a kind of like far-reaching state created when I try on the perspective of everything works out in the end, even when it doesn't, versus a perspective of this is unfair, I reject this, I, re I refuse to accept this, I refuse to say that this can happen, that this is okay. When I try on those different lenses, and believe me, throughout my life, I have worn the rejecting reality lens, the judging reality lens, the fighting against reality lens. I've worn that a lot, and it didn't do much for me in the way of improving my well-being. So now I'm trying to remind myself to try on this other perspective. And it doesn't always work, but when it does... It does improve my well-being in that it makes me feel more pleasant emotions, which in turn makes me try harder and care more about my health. It creates more sense of possibility, which just, I don't know, it's, it's hard to describe. There's just like a greater sense of well-being. You know, I specifically say the word well-being and keep it a little bit vague because I, I don't want to say it's necessarily health or feeling good. It's, it's not necessarily feeling good or health per se, but it kind of encapsulates all of that. But it also is this state, like I mentioned, where you can be feeling bad, but still have a sense of acceptance and contentment. Well-being encompasses all of those things. And for me, the belief, the lightly held ideology that everything works out in the end, even when it doesn't, it makes me feel that sense of well-being. It says, I don't know what's going to happen. And it reminds me not to have too many expectations about what I need to happen or expect to happen in order to have a happy life. It says anything can happen. And anything that does happen is okay even if it is exactly not what I want it to happen, even if it is painful for me or for others. It happened, therefore it's okay. And I'm still going to work towards, like any other human, that sense of accomplishing the things that I think are good, that I want to accomplish, that I think will make the world, quote-unquote, a better place according to my values. Of course I'm still going to do all of that, because all of that also fits so well in the idea of creating meaning for myself. And as a meaning-making machine, I'm also a meaning-craving machine. And really, like, my ability to find meaning and create meaning satisfies myself and my own need to feel like I have a sense of purpose. It's not an objective sense of purpose. It's not like God told me this is the purpose for me or for everyone. There's not like one size fits all purpose. It's something that I have chosen and built and created and found simply by discovering that it works for me, that it makes me feel that, that sense of well-being. But I need to balance that, I think, at all times with this sense that I am not in control and no matter what happens, that's 
okay. I guess it's kind of a both and. I want to try to make the best out of this frightening pandemic situation. And I want to also accept that it's not completely under my control and that whatever is going to happen, just like all the terrible things that have happened in my life, I will look back or someone else will look back and say, that was the best thing that could have happened. Or at very least, we really learned some really important lessons that we needed to learn. And maybe, just maybe, something good, some change or growth or evolution came out of that experience in spite of all of the bad. And that's enough for me. That's, that's all I need to kind of relax into this uncertainty and get to work finding meaning and possibility in this crazy time. <laughs>